Welcome to Women Express. Well, it's 2021. And I've been sitting and thinking, all right, there was a lot that went on last year and many of us couldn't run through the 2020 door fast enough. It was a gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, soul-searching for many of us as we sat alone in our home offices and became crazy of looking at the same walls. Many of us turned to really doing the deep work that needed to be done to take us to the next level, myself included, my guests included. We are now in 2021 and 2021 came in with a bang. And I wanna talk a little bit about that because there is a lot that's going on that needs to be healed, but a lot that needs to be revealed, understood, and guided out. We need strong leadership, not just in one person, but in a myriad of people to really change what we see or begin to have a transformation of what we see. And anyone who's listening to my podcast would be in the transformational group, I'm sure, that people that are listening to Women Express are the kind of people who would say, you know, I'm putting my stick up. I'm going to somehow hold up the canopy and, and give to this transformation that is happening in our country and in the world. First, let me just say for anyone who has suffered loss during this time, our hearts and minds and prayers are with you. This has been very, very challenging. I know for myself, being African-American, there are more of my friends than I can say that have had COVID touch their lives and take away loved ones. So for all of you who are experiencing that, our love goes to you, our support goes to you, and let's decide to really get beyond this in the best way that we can. Keep continuing to stay well and take the vaccine. <laughs> that might be a little political, but I don't care. Let's get through this. So I have a guest today, Liz Archibald. And I want to say a few things about Liz before I bring her in and do the formal and I always do this anyway, Liz, but before the formal, I always talk about how I love the person that I'm about to interview. And that's true. I met Liz probably, I don't, can't remember, I guess it was last year, maybe two years ago, something like that. And I have to admit, when I first met her, I just, there was something about Liz that I really loved. And as time went on, we really became not only colleagues, best colleagues, but I would say we've become really, really good friends. Good in the sense that, we have really made a commitment to drive change going forward, to really be at the table of transformation. And that's why I'm excited about having her here today, because we are really simpatico when it comes to let's get this job of change done. Liz is now the Director of Corporate Communication at NVIDIA, which says a lot. I want her to tell her story about how that came about. But before she moved to NVIDIA within the last, I think it's only been a few months, yeah. she was at Cisco walking the halls of the executive suite level, helping the executive suite communicate more effectively. She and I do basically the same thing. She was just in the corporate arena and I'm in the entrepreneur arena, but we both work with executives and we've crossed paths work doing work at Cisco. So I just feel like 
today our focus is all about how to rise up. And for those of you who've been listening to Women Express, the last two podcasts were all about standing up, power up series is what I call. It's time to power up. You know, you were thinking about breaking the glass ceiling. Well, let's go beyond that. Let's take the next big step forward. Let's jettison forward because the times are calling for us to do even bigger things that we ever thought. And I'm going to challenge in each of these podcasts that are coming up that we keep our minds open and we expand and we think about ourselves in a much bigger way. I know going into this year, Liz, I've looked at my, you know, my business and I've been saying to myself, I can do bigger things. I've done bigger things in the past, but I can do even bigger things now. The times are really calling for me to do that. So there's lots of ways. And one way that I'm inspired to do is to inspire women. We all know that, to inspire women's voices. But I really, really, I shouldn't say but, and I'm really excited about helping women power up. If sitting on a board and you never considered that, let's start considering it. If you want to get your business, startup business funded by venture capitalists, let's start thinking about that. Let's start thinking about bigger ways that we can be at the table. And let's not just wait to be invited. Let's decide to be at the table, to knock on that door and get ourselves seated. That's where I'm at. Today's theme is the Stacey Abrams effect and what that means. Talk about stepping up and stepping big. And you probably wonder why I'm chosen Liz as a result of this. Liz and I always are having conversations about what it felt like to walk through those halls at Cisco and me at other tech companies and what it felt like to be the only Black woman really forging change and helping these executives come across in much more powerful ways. So I see that in maybe not as big as Stacy, but I see our effect being a lot like her effect and what she did to literally change the landscape of our country as we look at the political landscape, she made a big, big difference. But before we start to talk about Stacy, I want to really have you talk about you, Liz, because I know how big you are and I want everybody else to know how big you are. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about you and you and how you power up. Well, Denise, wow. It's such an honor to be here today speaking with someone who is as transformative as yourself and being such a powerhouse in the world of communications and so many other worlds and businesses in terms of how you've worked and the people whose lives you've touched. So a little bit about me, I am a proud wife and mother to two beautiful sons who are growing up to be beautiful, strong black men. But when it comes to my career, while there are a number of different highlights I can think of, and there are a number of different highlights I can, I can promote, at the end of the day, I fundamentally believe that we as individuals and we as women have the power to change things that are beyond our scope of realism as long as we tap into what we love to do ourselves. For yeah. me, there's nothing more important than the world of communications. 
And I say that because as human beings, communication is fundamental to who we are as individuals, as a culture, as people interacting and engaging with each other. And it's through impactful communication that we can change the world through the prevalence of ideas, through the sharing of concepts, through the connection, through empathy. All of that comes from both the written and the spoken word, in addition to all of the other pieces that come into making for effective communication. Well, you can see right now how important words are and the power of words to motivate or to incite, for that matter. And I would say that you and I are certainly on the side of the motivating side, the inspirational side, because there can be so much done through the words of motivation and inspiration. And that's, I know, I'm sure I'm speaking for you, whenever I'm in working with the C-suite executives or their direct reports, or even just the myriad of people that I work with in corporate America, the whole thing is just to inspire them to be more of who they are and to inspire them to use their voices for change and for transformation. And that's what this podcast is all about. I know you and I talked about, well, to speak about Stacy, <laughs> because, oh my goodness, so many people have been saying that what she's done is shorter, you know, of a miracle. And you could look at that and see, but as I've been reading about the, what she's done, what she did was well-planned, well-executed, and she never took her eye off the prize. Now, when we talk about powering up and doing bigger things, there are all kinds of ways that your inner self-talk, speaking of talking, can get in your way and keep you from those bigger dreams. See, the little dreams are easy. You know, there's stuff that we get up and we do every day that are easy. I can tick off my list. That stuff is so easy. The bigger stuff really brings about or, or should bring about fortitude. And fortitude means I'm focused no matter what. And I stay, I trust my own ability no matter what. And I trust my ability to work with others and to help to bring about change and to work with and be a part of a community, a team. Tell me a little bit about your experience when it comes to that. I will, but I have to double down for a moment, Denise, on the word fortitude. I think it's absolutely spot on. And it's so perfect when you think about the whole idea of the Stacey Abrams effect. I mean, most, I'm sure all your listeners are aware of this already, but you know, Stacey Abrams was the first Black woman to be nominated by a major party for a gubernatorial race, one that she wound up losing. But instead of taking that loss and becoming incensed or feeling demotivated, Stacey took that loss against Brian Kemp in the Georgian governor election and turned it into an even bigger mission, yeah. founding her foundation to combat voter suppression and to actually go out there and recruit and amplify more voters across disenfranchised and underrepresented areas, it's amazing. And what's so wonderful about this topic is the very fundamental fact that 
quote, failure is just in the, our own mindset. Yes, it is. Failure is something that we define ourselves. And Stacy is a perfect example of that. Taking something, a race that she did not win, but turning it into a movement where she's even more powerful and influential and helping change about and influence the presidential election and the Senate. It's yes. amazing. It's amazing. amazing. It's definitely a force to be, she is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you and I talk a lot about what it means to be an African-American woman and to be powerful. I mean, there is just so much this past year and past months. I mean, even from 2018, where 98% of African-American women in Alabama changed the outcome of that race. That would have been a man that was totally... I don't like to talk about it, but, you know, the bottom line is, is that they made a difference. They saw, saw that this was not a great person and they made a decision to bond together and make it happen. And then the next thing we find is that we find someone like a Stacy. but there's a lot of us who are African-American women that are making a difference and just our presence alone makes a difference. And you and I talked a lot about it. We can do a lot and we can take a lot on our shoulders and we have throughout history. It's in our DNA, what I call the Harriet Tubman. I guess I have all these effects now, the Harriet Tubman effect, where it's just, you know, it's in our DNA to stand up and to speak out or to our actions to really be behind our beliefs and and what we believe in terms of, of saving a nation and being and saving our people. Right. And I know that I've found that it's so critical that the white women that are in my circle are just as important to be a part of this and want to be. And I want to inspire them to know that thriving and striving for greater, more powerful things is right there for both of us. We all, we both need each other. We all need each other because you know, our society is not just black and white. There is a mixture of everything now. And we need every strong, viable person to help put this country in a place where it really should be. And that's inclusive and diversity. Diversity should be a part of it. And, you know, the colors that are beautiful about who we all are and what we bring to the table. So tell me about that for you. Well, Denise, I love that. It actually goes back to, I think, a conversation you and I had had before And one of the points that I think that you have talked to me about that really resonates, I think, in the points we're making here is how important it is for us to create a legacy for ourselves and for those around us. You know, when I I read an article not too long ago about the effects of what's happening in society today and the fact that the point that the story was making was that what you're doing here and now in the environment today is exactly what you would have been doing 50 years ago leading up into the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is such a powerful thought because for many of us, myself included, the civil rights movement, the issues that were going on 50, 60 years ago may seem a bit of a shadow, but the reality is what happened then is happening right here, right now. Yes, it is. So the actions that we as Black women and as an all women take today are super important because it's going to create a legacy for ourselves, 
for those around us and the upcoming generations to come. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that each of us figure out what is that legacy I want to leave and what actions can I take today to help make certain that years from now, when what's happening today is in the history books, we know that we helped contribute to that. We so can- for me personally, it's a couple of things. As I mentioned, I have two beautiful black sons who I'm raising. And one thing for me that's really important is to set a foundation for them by exposing them to areas that aren't normally automatically uh, readily available for women and for different minorities within the female orientation. That means exposing them to coding, programming, robotics, artificial intelligence, machine learning. One thing that's still really prominent and prevalent for us as women, and particularly for Black women, is exposing ourselves more and more to the industries that are truly exploding. There's a lot of talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. So much talk about it. Mm -hmm. What's really happening to help expose it? There are great organizations out there. Black Girls Code is a fantastic organization that's uh, championing the uh, prevalence of of STEM technologies to young Black girls. But there's still more opportunities, and it's on us to help make certain that we expose the youth that we're raising, but also the youth around us to be able to take advantage of those tools and technologies, because that's where the future is going. Yes. We talked a little bit about that because we were, I think you and I were talking about our sons, and I have so many girlfriends that are white that have, you know, they say, I I don't wake up in the morning and have to worry about my son driving down the street the night before and being pulled over by police. You know, it's just not the same thing. So being exposed to us as African-American women allows them to expand their vision around how can we begin to make this change? It might not be my experience, but I can I can relate to this woman who I'm sitting in a meeting with every two weeks, every day, you know, and begin to empathize with, let's create some ways, some channels of experience. Because I've always said that, you know, I mostly work with in the tech industry is changing a lot now. It used to be when I first started 30 years ago, 29 years, however many years ago, I'd go to HP was the client at the time. And I'd go into HP and I'd be the only black person, period. (laughs) You know, with all these engineers and you can imagine, I felt so, I mean, this is 15 years ago. I was fresh out of college and I, I probably not 15 years ago, but 30 years ago, I felt so like, oh my goodness, here I am. I'm with all these double E's. What can I bring to the table? But just the point that I was there was the most important thing. That's the most important thing that I was there. But where I'm going with this is I realized over all these years in places where there was no African-American men that they, African-American men and women and people of color have the same abilities. It's just access, access, opening the door, being able to get into those places and be a part of that whole way of being, whether it's selling high tech or whether it's selling commodities or stocks. I mean, we have to start venturing, especially as women, into these arenas that we're not in, and especially women of color. It's time for us to open more doors and to be available. I mean, 
I love the idea that Kamala is now the first woman of color, you know, African-American, you know, Asian woman of color being a part of the world. It's, you know, it's going to be a big door opener for so many. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you and I talked about the power of taking risks, the power of being controversial, sitting at the table and deciding whether or not you should say something, or you seeing something, should I say it? Or, you know, that whole way, not being a yes person, because once you get to the table, there's all that that you have to deal with. Definitely, definitely. I think, Denise, the message of take risks in unknown areas is so critically important. You know, it brings me to a memory of my own. So earlier in my career, I also was working at HP. I was a communication specialist at the time, fresh out of college myself. And uh, one day my manager approached me and said, hey, I've got a press interview uh, scheduled with Linux Magazine, and I'm not able to do it would you be able to step in and staff it for me? At the time, I had never worked with press before. I didn't even know what Linux was. But I sensed an opportunity and said, sure, I'll staff that interview. So I got on the line, brokered the, the press interview between the reporter and the executive about Linux. And after the interview was over, uh, my manager came up to me and said, hey, I heard you did really great. So what do you think about taking over the entire Linux organization? And I was stooped. And I said immediately, well, yes, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. Because I sensed an opportunity to learn something completely new and outside of my area. And what's so ironic is at the time, I had no idea how big this particular technology, Linux, would be. And working directly with my executive, who, by the way, was 20 years older than me, white, from Idaho. <laughs> Working with him and his team, I helped fashion him into a spokesperson powerhouse to the point where he was the second most quoted executive in the company, second only to the CEO. Wow. Wow. Through that experience, and it wasn't always easy, I learned early how important it was not only to come in and to use my voice, but also to find allies with around me at the table and to ask them for questions and support. Mm, that's really very important. Those questions and support. I mean, mm-hmm. as you're walking through, and I know that we're, you know, we're, we're focused on African-American women, which is a great thing today. But again, I want to say that these are, it's not just our experiences. There are women who are listening to this podcast where these experiences are important for them too. It's taking those risks. I almost would say that saying yes because <laughs> I said yes to a lot of things in my corporate experience. I can remember the days that I first started out at Nike. And, you know, again, I was the only, I mean, there were African-Americans and and women, men and women working at Nike, not a lot, but, you know, th- they were there, but I had a significant role because my role was communication. I was their vendor. I wasn't even in-house. And I came in and was telling Phil what to do and telling the board what to do and telling his direct reports what to do. And most importantly, telling the athletes what to do. And that was a major asset for Nike. I worked with 
all of their premier athletes at that time. And what happened was, is someone in their communications department asked me, have you ever done media training and presentation training for athletes? And I said, no. And they said, well, would you think about doing it? And I said, yes. I had no idea what I was going to do. But I decided that I was going to say yes, and the rest is history. I've shared with so many people that about a few years ago before Phil Knight retired, I bumped into him in, in the hallway, and he gave me a big hug and said, thank you for everything that you've done for Nike. I know. It always, emotionally, it makes me want to cry because you know, all those years when you have your head down and you're getting the work done and you feel like there's there's no reward and that you're not making any change. And Nike went through a lot of crisis during that time in identifying itself. And I think that that's where we are as a country, that we're going through a lot of crisis in identifying ourselves. And we as women, people keep telling us that it's our time. So let's make it our time. What are the things that we need to do to make it our time? And that is say yes a whole lot more. Say yes to bigger projects because you, you'll handle it. You know you will. Say no to those inner, internal conversations that say you can't do it. And even when you're in the middle of doing it <laughs> and your inner self is saying, no, you can't do it and all the stuff, just put that on the side and keep your focus like what Stacy did. She lost and she came back to reinvent herself and her mission and her vision and made a, I mean, what she literally did was short of a miracle. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Tell me more experiences that you've had around that, that call to action. The biggest one, I think, Denise, is again, just utilizing the power of your own voice. You know, I think of another example in my career. When you step into the unknown, it's always frightening. It's always scary. And, you know, I don't want to come across as I'm always so self-assured. You know, each of us as individuals have those concerns. We have those doubts, those insecurities. The important thing, though, is to know when and where and how to put those aside. The other thing, too, I think is so incredible, too, Denise, is the idea that, or not the idea, but the fact that all human beings have these insecurities, including men. And sometimes most, especially men. Yes. And most particularly men in high places. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you an example of that. There was an executive. I've worked for so many executives throughout the, my career. But there's one executive I'm going to talk about for a moment who I used to work with very, very closely. He was uh, in a high position, lots of influence, lots of power, had a big organization, a number of people uh, reporting directly to him. And despite all of that, despite all of the things that were going for him, he had a little bit of an air, an air of separation between himself and others. Mm. And it was getting to the point where that air was starting to negatively influence his brand. It was starting to negatively influence how he was seen by other individuals and by his peers. And so when I began working with him, one of the first things I did was to figure out how to establish that circle of trust. Uh, It's so important. Yes. Creating that safe space that says, hey, it's just you and me. Let's be honest and let's figure out how to get through it. And in that conversation, the subsequent conversations, 
I learned where those doubts and insecurities lay for him. And once we were able to candidly talk those through, I pushed him to use those as a strength. I pushed him to use those by talking about them more publicly. And it was great. I remember there was a speaking engagement that we did together where he came out and told a story, a story he had not shared before about an experience where he had starting out in his industry and feeling very, very insecure in this room full of other men until a woman, a leader executive, who at the time was very rare in this space, yes, came to him and said, you know what? I see something unique in you. I'm going to take you under my wing. Hearing this story from a major male executive talk about a female executive who took him under his wing completely changed the conversation from then. And moving forward, as he shared this story, more and more women and men came to him and said, I can't believe I didn't know this. Thank you so much. I feel so empowered to now use my voice as a woman. And for men, I feel more empowered to use my voice to help and to find working with women. It was a great, it was a great experience. Wow. That's a big breakthrough. I like that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what, that's what women express is all about. I mean, how often, I guess you and I in some ways are really fortunate that we get to work with the voices of, you know, the, the most powerful people in corporate America and also some in politics. I've done a little bit in politics as well, but, you know, the voice is the most powerful tool you have. Your voice is the most powerful tool you have. I'm glad that you told the story where a woman freed a man's voice. Because I'm hoping that everyone out there heard that, that a woman freed a man's voice. Your voice can make a difference, so you have to use it. And in the Power Up series that we're talking about, you know, I don't only want women to take a look at the, the ways that they, the actions that they can take, but how in those places that you take the risk to be in, how powerful your voice can be for change. How powerful your voice can be to liberate others. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I thought about when you were telling that story that, you know, branding yourself, that should be something everyone this year does. I had both of my children go and, well, first they opened up these savings accounts, which were leveraged for them to create a name and become their own corporations. Even though they have nothing, you know, they no specific (laughs) business, but it's all about branding. You know, it's all about taking and creating your brand Mm -hmm. and what it is. I was, we're in the process of launching, relaunching Speaking with Impact, which is my company that teaches communication skills and media training and crisis communication, changing the brand and expanding the brand to Speaking with Impact. Mm-hmm. And Women Express is also getting rebranded. And it's interesting because I was was asked to write my bio or to submit my bio. And of course, I have all these bios. So I, the most recent one, I submitted it. And I looked at it and I thought, I'm not telling my power up story. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't telling it, you know, it was all these, I ch- checked the points, you know, I was the founded DMH consulting group 30 years ago, blah, 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 by doing a speech, quack, quack, quack. All, it was all that. It was, it was, I checked the boxes. <laughs> then I took a look at it and I thought, it doesn't say the power of who I am. See, I said earlier that this past year, many of us have taken the moment to go within. And I've really been fortunate to not only have a business that has thrived and is thriving during this pandemic, because I'm helping many people convey their messages through Zoom, I mean, or any other of the virtual platforms that it's now becoming a way for us all to connect. Mm-hmm. But I also have been fortunate to spend time looking within because of so many people who are helping people on the virtual platforms to understand their inner selves. And what I realized in rebranding, not only from a business perspective, but in writing that bio, I'm a visionary. That's what I am. I'm a visionary. I'm a person who jumps out there before the fray. I'm out there in the water. And that's why at Nike in 1991, I, you know, said, yes, I can work with premier athletes. We'll figure it out. Or, you know, because I'm a visionary. I also started Women Leading with Impact, which is my, it's being rebranded now, which is my leadership program for women. It was like 20 years ago. My son's 20, so 21. So it was 20 years ago. And at that time I was saying, you know what, we're going to, women are going to be at the forefront of this crest. We're going to be at the forefront of what business and life is all about. And we're going to usher in a new way of being. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mm-hmm. calling for women CEOs and, <laughs> and everyone was looking at me like, are you nuts? But now we are being expected to ride this crest, to bring in this new era. And I think that we are ready. We just have to communicate it, stay focused like Stacy on our mission and let that mission be fueled by the fire within us. And if I can add to that, Denise, one thing that I think is so incredibly impactful about what you're saying is sometimes we, as women and as Black women too, box ourselves in mm-hmm. to our own idea. Mm-hmm. You are just a perfect example of someone who's not only an amazing communications person, but you're also a consultant. You're also a founder. You're also an entrepreneur. You are all of those things. Mm-hmm. And when I look at this year, 2021, and that just as you said, that importance of brand, shake off the normal, shake off the, the words you would typically use to describe yourself and think even bigger about what it is you're delivering and how. Because that's what makes all of the difference is when we see ourselves as disruptors, as innovators, as entrepreneurs, as founders, we truly can do anything. And I want to dive in on one last piece. I think it's so important what you were talking about earlier about women taking the lead in other avenues, such as sitting on boards, Mm -hmm. such as being uh, the founders of different companies. When we look at the giant ecosystem of business and economics, we have so much buying power, so much spending power, so much influence, but it's even more so than I think that we have done. So absolutely to the point, 
let's continue to go big, take that next big step, an even bigger step than we think that we could have done initially by being at the forefront of corporate America, political America, and so forth. And the world. I mean, I love that you said that, you know, go big. I mean, we have a vice president that's an African-American Asian woman. I mean, I know four years ago we were thinking about a woman being president and we lost that venture, but we have stepped back into the race again. And it's just, it's phenomenal. I'm happy to be an African-American woman and seeing my sisters making such great progress and having such an effect on our global world, as our corporate world, our political world. And I realized so much that we depend upon our other sisters to be at the table with us and to inspire each other. I just know that there is a DNA, and I, you know, it may sound a little biased, I don't mean to be, but there is a little DNA when it comes to that fire in the belly for us to push for injustice and to push for our people and the, the humanity, standing up for humanity. So I'm, I'm welcoming every woman that is listening to this podcast to please power up, take that next big step, our space in the world. There's more than enough. I'm glad you said that whole ecosystem has more than enough space for us. And just maybe, <laughs> just maybe, you may teach a man to have his voice. That's right. May I tell you one more story, Denise? Please. There's one more story I'm going to share about an executive I know at Cisco, and he's shared this story more than once. So I'm not saying anything that he hasn't already been shared publicly. But Michael Timoney, he is the head of corporate government affairs for the entire company of Cisco. And he will be the first to say that the woman who put him where he is now today was a black woman who took a chance on him back in the early 70s when he walked into her office and said, I have been following you. Would you please be open to giving me a job? And that woman, that black woman gave this young, fresh, blonde haired, blue eyed guy a chance so that he is now in a position where he is helping and supporting women of all races every single day. So that's the power for us also as women, but even as as Black women, as African-American women, as women as of color, to be able to change the course of multiple futures. Uh-huh. And we never know how we might do that. Yes. So we got to be open to what could be around the corner. Yes. Change the course of multiple. I love that. Change the course of multiple futures. I, that's why I love talking to you. <laughs> That is why I love talking to you because these <laughs> words, these, this kind of expression is what's really, really needed. You and I just kind of play off of each other and we have great time talking. We really, really do. And we like to talk. Yes, we do. <laughs> we like to talk. We could talk more. We could tell more stories. There's so much more, but I think that the kernels of the understanding, if we could just wrap it up in closing is you know, we all can be Stacey Abram. We all can. We can take a bigger step and look at, have a bigger mission and, and to really 
any place where you feel that you have fallen down or, or you didn't succeed, recreate, reinvent yourself. I would also say as women of all colors and nationalities, let's bond even stronger together. Because if we're going to be called upon to make a change, let's do it, but let's not do it by ourselves. We're very vulnerable, women are, and we can be very, very, well, I guess the word is vulnerable. So helping one another is a big piece of the table. But on the flip side of that vulnerable card, we're powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? We embody both grit and grace. Love it. Grit and grace. See, that's what. Mm-hmm. See, guys, this is what, ladies, this is why I like Liz. <laughs> <laughs> because we finish each other's concepts. <laughs> and I hope you're having as much fun as we're having together today. We have to stop. This is way too much fun. <laughs> I know it's way too much fun. And we're doing it on a Saturday. I normally do these on work days. So we, we have a little extra and, and I went and had my hair done just for the occasion. I mean, I hope you're appreciating it. <laughs> Very much so. Actually, I noticed it as soon as you got on. And I was like, ooh, Denise. Just- <laughs> and Liz has on, I mean, some of you will see this on YouTube. We'll put this up on YouTube so you can see this too. But she has on this little star necklace that is sparkly and beautiful. And she's looking gorgeous as ever. And we are just bonding together. Liz and I are going to make a difference in this world as a team, the two of us, and as well as all the women that we end up working with and being a part of. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Liz. Really Thank you, appreciate the time. Is there anything that you want to tell us about, you know, your corporate focus or website or anything that you like to share? Oh, gosh, you got me unprepared with that question. I don't think so, except to say I am on LinkedIn, Liz Archibald. I invite you to check me out on LinkedIn and to send me a friend request. I'm a huge connector by trade. I love connecting with people and connecting people with each other. So feel free to reach out at any time. Fantastic. And that's an important piece for women, keeping our connections together. It's very, very, very important. So yes. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thank you for joining us for Women Express. You know, one thing's for certain, as women, we do know how to talk. And and this podcast is all about empowering you to use your voice, to, to really stand up and speak out. The times are calling for it. I can't say that any more than I just have. Everything that we see that is painful to us at this moment can be changed. It can be changed by a driving force of inspiration, knowledge, truth, and wisdom. And I think each of you who are listening today have that within you. So come on, women, let's express. Look forward to in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be launching our new website. I'm excited about it, www.womenexpresspodcast.com. It's not up yet. If you go there, it'll take you to my podcast, which is all good. But if you go there after the 12th of January, which is next week, it'll take you to our website, which is a a lot of events. We are sharing my Speaking with Impact program. If you really want to learn how to stand up and speak, Liz has taken my class. She'll verify for it. If you really really really. (laughs) you want to learn how to present and to do it well, our Speaking with Impact program is something that you may want to click on that, register for, and take 
part in. We also are putting together powerhouse moments where women express power moments. It's like a mastermind meeting where you can get together with other women once a month and share ideas. That is something that we're going to be launching in the latter part of January. I'm also available for speaking engagements to come and speak to you and your teams about women's leadership or about communication in general and the power of the voice. So that's going to be on our website as well. And I'm now doing individual coaching for women who are wanting to move up in their corporate experience in the corporate environment. And that also will be able to be, you can register for that on womenexpresspodcast.com. Life is good. Follow me, please. Following is important, I'm finding out. (laughs) And subscribe. So that's it for today. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm just so pleased. I really have so much fun. You can tell I'm just procrastinating here because I don't want to hang up. But I know that those who may be driving or listening need to go on to the next thing. So thank you again. Thank you to my audience. Welcome to 2021. Let's make it a really great Women Express Year. Bye for now. We had a great time today. What I'd like to ask you to do is to rate us, give us good ones, review, and subscribe. And if you love the time you spent with us and loved our speakers, our interviewees, then share this with your friends. That's collectively Women Express. Thank you for being with me. Bye for now.